Hi, I'm Jeremy Larson, the Reviews Director of Pitchfork, and this podcast is supported by Pitchfork Music Festival. Pitchfork Music Festival will take place July 19th through the 21st at Union Park in Chicago, Illinois. This year's lineup features Jamie XX, Alanis Morissette, Black Pumas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Brittany Howard, Jay Paul, Muna, Jesse Ware, 100 Gex, and many more. The festival also features diverse vendors as well as specialty record, poster, and craft fairs and works to support local businesses while promoting the Chicago arts and food communities as a whole. For more information on tickets and lineup, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com. I'm Pooja Patel, Editor-in-Chief of Pitchfork, and this is the Pitchfork Review. We're releasing our first episode this Friday at midnight, but today we wanted to give you a little bit of a teaser. Here's a few minutes of a clip from an upcoming episode with Pitchfork contributor Kat Zhang. It's about TikTok, the omnipresent 15-second video platform that's taken over social media and is heavily influencing the music industry. In this clip, Kat teaches us what it takes to make a TikTok hit. Well, I was minding my own business when I got a random DM on Twitter. Someone told me that they made this song called Dumb Bitch-itis, but used some of the contextual guardrails, as they said. What are the guardrails? Um, just like very homespun, kind of like minimal sound with like a very hard-hitting beat. I got dumb bitch-itis. And so they made this song, which is all about being a young woman and knowing you're going to get played, texting someone anyway, and then still getting played. There's one particularly brutal line. I got dumb bitch-itis. I might even be a side chick. You take five hours, I reply quick. Ouch. (laughs) And you know what? I listened to it and I just thought... I was like, okay, this totally makes sense why it would pop off on TikTok. I mean, when I looked at it, it had like 7,000 videos made to it, which is like nowhere in the leagues of like any major TikTok hit. But it's pretty significant for a song that was just like made randomly by people and then uploaded on the platform. And I think the rapper that they, uh, I think her name is Baby Frankie, just had like a nice voice that was like the perfect amount of like, girlishness and annoyance and then young serial the producer just had like this pretty minimal but like kind of catchy beat so they were trying to game the system yes they were pretty successful in part because it's just like such a relatable sentiment and dumbage itis is like such a perfect phrase to become a meme <laughs> I think that's exactly what we're going to see, where it's like, okay, you have that, like, that phrase or that slogan, and you know it's going to pop off because it's so relatable and self-deprecating. I think songwriting is only going to trend towards that. I guess maybe a really charitable interpretation is, like, pop music will become more whimsical, but... I think a more justified, cynical interpretation is, yeah, that people are just going to, like, treat it like a conveyor belt and just, like, phone their song in. The first episode of the Pitchfork Review comes out this Friday at midnight. Tune in then and every Friday night at midnight afterwards. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You come to the New Yorker Radio Hour for conversations that go deeper with people you really want to hear from, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Questlove or Olivia Rodrigo, Liz Cheney, or the godfather of artificial intelligence, Jeffrey Hinton, or some of my extraordinarily well-informed colleagues at The New Yorker. So join us every week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.